Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the host host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All right, in the lower square, beaming in. Just got back to Austin. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Oh, what's going on, fellas? We got a tailgate legend in the house, and it is making Ted nervous. I'm loving it. Stumbling over the intro, first time in probably 200 episodes. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> All right, down there in the bottom corner, Matt, comma the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Man, another day in paradise, loving the desert life, and excited for this uh, historic episode. <laughs> Glad everybody had nice weather today. It, it yeah. is absolutely <laughs> up here in Seattle today, man. <laughs> But I will. I'm proud to say I'm a now I'm a Les Schwab guy. Four new tires, cruising around out there. Let's go, <laughs> safe and right. be proud. Now I'm very happy to bring on our next guest. If you're on Instagram, TikTok, he has 2.9 million uh, followers on TikTok. That might be an old number. Cooking with Daryl. That's current. That's current. Is it all right, Daryl? Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks, man. Ooh, thanks. Ooh, uh, ooh, thanks ooh. for having me. I appreciate it. So I got to tell you real quick, I was talking about it last week, a couple years ago, like my whole family grew up in Maryland. My brother's in Virginia and my niece and brother were just obsessed with you. Click. I, I, I don't, don't want to say the old sponsor, but it's like on the blah, blah, yeah. blah. And for whatever reason, full disclosure, my sister-in-law finds you annoying. So I think it made my niece like you even more. And I'm like, I don't know this guy. So they got me into you. And then, yeah, over the years, like literally driving home in the rain, my brother tonight was like, it's raining out there. I can hear wipers. I go, yeah, I go, you got a question for Daryl? And he's like, I don't know, man. Ask him about the collaboration with three pieces of uh, pecan. (laughs) pecan. By the way, you know, it's funny. I'm texting him right now because the Diamondbacks are playing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's a great buddy. He's a great buddy. It is. So you grew up in Chicago. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you do well for yourself. And uh, you worked for Disney, for Microsoft. And then your daughter starts filming you. Tell us a little bit how you become. How do you go viral and become cooking with Daryl Daryl? So I've been on uh, zero social media other than LinkedIn. No Facebook, no anything. And uh, it was 2020. My kids, I have twins. They were freshmen at ASU. Dropped them off at school. Came home. It was COVID. So we're all in lockdown. And my daughter said, Dad, let's uh, let's let's do a uh, a cooking channel on TikTok. And I'm like, no, because as far as I knew, TikTok was all dancing and kids and everything else. So I yep. fought her on it and we, we got in a little dispute. But since she was my youngest, she was only in eighth grade at the time. Uh, she kind of left the room and, and said to me, God, I just thought it'd be something you and I can do together. And any dad and his daughters said, oh. okay, you got to, you got to set up the channel. You got to film, you got to edit, you got to, <laughs> I don't even know how to do it. So I had no uh, say in cooking with Daryl. I had no say in anything. I didn't even know what she was doing. So she just set up a, a an account and we made our first video the next day. Um, no idea. I, I've never, even to this day, it's been three years. I've never scripted a video. I've never wrote notes. I've. I just go and start filming and maybe that's the authenticity part of it. 
And uh, I just don't do it. I, I probably mess up more if I would. And our first video did nine, had nine followers and they were all her friends. And then the uh, <laughs> second video was that weekend was a Bears game. And of course, I had my jersey on and I decided to make chili. And I said, hey, get up, come film me. Let's do one more and just see what happens. And it ended up doing like two and a half million in a couple hours. <laughs> it just That's took awesome. off. I have no idea why. I think people were pissed at me because I, you know, had a sticker on the side of my pot that was still on there. And I don't I don't care. I, I just I drink. I have a few cocktails and I just do the video and, and I really don't care what people think. I, I don't have great cutting skills. I'm not a chef. I'm just a home cook dad. And uh, I don't know. Maybe that's the appeal. No idea. It is. Still I mean, to this day. <laughs> I will say your personality comes through. And then we were chatting just a minute before the boys hopped on. Like, I, I think that goes a long way. As I read your wife's like, I don't want to be in front of the camera. But like, oh, yeah, obviously yeah. you're an outgoing, nice dude. So it seems <laughs> like you're just like kind of a natural when you're doing it. I, again, I mean, you know, as Matt knows, I mean, I worked for his dad for years. I mean, 25 years I've known him. And, you know, when you I, I ran a group at Disney, uh, I ran the entire U.S. team for Xbox at Microsoft. And when you're in front of customers, in front of, you know, partners and and big meetings, I, I guess you just get comfortable at it. So, you know, the camera doesn't bother me at all. I don't get nervous and I, I just do it. And like I said, people don't like it. The, the haters, believe it or not, fuel your channel. And so I, <laughs> embrace, I embrace the haters. And, you know, something else I do that I don't know if a lot of uh, I, I call myself only because someone calls me this creators uh, do. I, I, I read every comment. I read them all. Do you really? Uh, all of them. And, and I think it's just part of, you know, uh, getting in with your followers. I think it's part of uh embracing you know if someone's going to take the time to make a comment i'm going to read it now i may not reply to them all and depending you know how many of these i have i reply to some and especially <laughs> the haters and you fuel those guys up i gotta tell you man it, you, you find out that about 90 percent of the comments will defend you right when yeah. a hater comes at you and so sometimes i fuel it you know and get a little little something going I mean, look, I can only tell you, right, like, you know, it's my day job is working on the men's room out here on KSW. It's like we get a decent amount of comments. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to read them, but I'm blown away that emails. I'll get some harsh emails and I'll be oh, like, yeah. well, here's what's going on and whatever. And they'll be like, oh, man, thanks for replying. Like, my apologies. Like, yeah. <laughs> so here's it's funny you say that. I will tell you, this is honest to God of three years doing this. Um. 90% of the haters, when I reply to them, and I always, always try to be um, kind in my response, right? Like, All right. God, the fact, you know, you know, if someone's a hater, you know, getting very mean with a comment to me, you know, I may say something like, wow, you, you must be great living your life, you know, in, in such negativity or something like that. 90% of them reply, sorry, man, love you. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> reply. I think they just want to be noticed, right? They just th yeah. remember these people hide behind some username that no one knows. And I, I think they just want you to you notice them. And so if I reply to them, you know, I think they I don't know, maybe they feel guilty then. I've had people 
Honest to God, I've had people send me DMs saying, I couldn't sleep last night. I wrote you that comment. You replied <laughs> back. I felt so bad. I had a couple beers. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. If you're ever in this area, I'd love to take you out for a beer. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> That's wild. You, you should yeah. reply only on pizza Fridays. That seems yeah. to be like generally you, you're having a cocktail or a glass of red wine. I, I noticed right. Fridays we get some beers in there. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's wild that somebody's sitting at home drinking beers and they're like, you know what? I want to take this out on Daryl. Yeah. Oh my guy. You know, and, and and I think some people, you know, they they may be jealous of, you know, the the I didn't ask for this. Trust me. I didn't go into this saying I'm gonna go be some TikTok guy, right? Or some social media star. I didn't do any of that. I, I just go did it. I, I started cooking. It all happened. So lucky. I mean, I'm the first to say it was the luckiest thing ever. And I'm riding it. So, and I'm having fun. So as long as I'm having fun with it, it's been, it's been great. All right. Let me ask you this. Cause your kid started it. Yeah. Do, first of all, who gets credit you <laughs> for telling her to make the second video or your daughter for starting? She gets 100%. All right. 100% of the credit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And by the Star way, the credit gone. is sitting in the driveway. She's 16. Now the credit is in the driveway. She got all her credit. <laughs> <laughs> I love nice. it. Nice. What are we pushing? <laughs> yeah, she's got a Jeep Rubicon sitting in the oh, oh my god. She did well. Jeez. She did well. Oh my god. Rolling up to a high school in a Jeep Rubicon. Wow. Yeah. That that's awesome. Nice. I'm I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Ted uh, just got his first car. Yeah. <laughs> I just I didn't have one for like 20 years. I lived in Baltimore. I could walk to work. And in Seattle, I always walked to work, but then I was like, yep, gotta get a car. That's so why I was I'm time to grow up. Yeah, I was joking yeah, with these guys. Like, I'm a Les Schwab guy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me ask you this. Because I, you know, in, in not not in other markets, but in Seattle, like like the guy after he fixed my car was like, I don't want to be unprofessional, but like, are you Ted Smith? And I'm like, hell yeah. And he like starts <laughs> asking me about the show. And I'm like, I ask anything you want, man. Like, yeah. did it take you a minute to get used to being like, like, I mean, I see when you go to tailgates, those frat boys are pumped. Ted, it's nuts. Uh, honestly, we, so we were just in Bama. Um, it was like freaking, you know, Justin Timberlake. I'm like, you guys know who I am? Like, really? It was uh, 250 selfies. I couldn't go to a bar. I couldn't stand. <laughs> That's I awesome. couldn't go to the bathroom. I it's every and, and it kind of makes you feel good of when you hear when you do read a lot of the hate comments and whatever people you know saying whatever and then you go out and it's like oh, okay people like this you know they they find joy in it or they comfort or they think it's funny whatever so it does help a lot but it is crazy it's I mean it's daily it's That's daily wild. yeah uh, once again we're talking with uh, creator. Internet <laughs> sensation, Daryl from Cooking with Daryl. Also, did, did well in a job and raised children. All yeah, that important yeah, stuff. Yeah. Sure. Footnote, Ted. Footnote. Besides, a man can grill. <laughs> Do you still work, or is or had you already re like? Were you already retired when you started this? Or are you doing both? No, nope. no. Nope. I, I I was working. Uh, I'm still working. I I did just announce my retirement for the end of the year, but um because I really want to devote everything to this. It, it's been fun. I know I can do more. It is a lot of work. You know, I do read all the comments. I've got two interns that work for me nice. who um, they have creator rights. So they do all my posting, editing. I'll, I'll film a video and I'll just send them all the clips. They do it all for me. 
Um, they deal with all my partners. They'll get on calls with me, with the partners. They'll hear the negotiations. One goes to Bama. She's a senior. One goes to Northern Illinois, where I went to school, only school I can get into. Um, and they, um, <laughs> they they do everything. And it's great. And they, they, one's been with me for almost two years and the other one started this past summer, but she's doing it all at school too. That's awesome. And yeah, so they, they sit on all the calls with um, all my partners where they hear the negotiations, they hear the deals, they make sure they've got all the right, you know, uh, content that we need for certain videos. Uh, when the, when the uh, partners email us with any questions, they answer everything. Like I don't, I don't do them. I, and part of me really training them and mentoring them is, listen, if you're going to work for me, you're going to learn this whole business. So when they send an email, you answer it. And, and I want you to answer quickly. And, you know, kind of as as Matt would know, you know, back to the Mac Microsoft days. I mean, you work for Matt's dad. Guess what? You're accountable and you're 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 always on and you're you're kind of you're you're being ready for everything. So I want them to be the same. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you, uh, all right, now I just, I got to ask and nerd out, like, did you already own electric salt and pepper shakers? No. I see you no. have your own brand at once so, now. So this is the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Listen to this. So my kids bought me those for Father's Day, like a year prior. All right. So my first video or the second one, the one that went viral, um, it's just what I use. So they're there. I use them and everyone freaked out. Like, what are those? Oh my God. Well, then I found out that you can do this link thing through Amazon. Well, quite honestly, Amazon screwed me three times in a row. They kicked me off their site. Apparently I was doing too much business for them. They never paid me. So anyone who worked from Amazon on here, that's why I don't use you. Um, so they <laughs> completely gone. I got rid of them and I have a buddy of mine who's a third party sourcer uh, in China. He took them found the exact factory that made the ones I own and I just do runs off them and I sell them myself. So I do it all myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I was on yeah. your website today. Like I knew you sold them because you mentioned it in the video, especially when we get yeah. to the holidays, but I was like, yeah, I got to get me a hoodie too, man. I got to yeah. merch out. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, all right. So then college football, obviously that's a big part of your life. Uh, I talk all the time on this podcast. Like, like, like Cobb's been with me. Matt's been with me. Like, my favorite thing in life is tailgating. Me and my brother, he had children. We've been to what LSU, Florida, Georgia, Ooh, Michigan, Penn State, big, big. Tech. Massive games. We, yeah. Well, we tailgated the Red River Shootout. We didn't go into the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun though. <laughs> right, cop met up with us. That was a blast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess my question is: is like, what's if somebody's just starting out, we people are always asking me, like, what should I grill? Like, should they just be grilling hot dogs, burgers? Like, they want to be a little exotic. How do they start when they go to a tailgate? I, I got to tell you, that's it, it's a struggle for me because I've I've kind of uh, got into this space of tailgating, right? Yeah. All on a whim, right? It was just something I, I did once and it was like, oh, man, now I got sponsors calling me saying, hey, how about you do a tour, do six schools, you oh, know? Yeah. And, and, and it's it's a lot, right? I still have. I have two kids in college. I got one who's a, uh, still in high school. So it's a lot of time away and I, and I do have a real job. So I, um, <laughs> I, I told Tell him, I would, sure. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I told him I'd pick and choose. So the schools I chose were all ones that my buddies have kids at. So the first one was Kentucky. 
it was by far right now the best one we've ever done in a sense of views um, was great. It was so much fun. And I had an in there because, you know, my buddy's kid was a student there. So uh, he got us into one of his frats and it was just a bash. My other buddy, his kid goes to Wisconsin. So we did one at Wisconsin. That was awesome. Right. Um, and then yeah, this Randall's legendary, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then ASU, my kids go and, and those those tailgates are it's just not a big tailgate school, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so we, we do our best when we go to ASU, but we're always there for families weekend and we decide to tailgate. Um, and then we did, uh, well, we just did Bama and that was just ridiculous. I've never been to an SEC school. Well, I've been to Kentucky, but I've never been, I mean, Bama is ridiculous. Um, and that one was awesome. I mean, it was just great. So when you think about food, yeah, there's the staples, dogs and smash burgers and whatever, but you know, those take a smash burgers take forever. And I want to actually interact with the kids and I want them to do a lot of the stuff. To me, it's not yeah. about me doing the Smash Burgers. I want them to do it. So this last one we did at Bama, I did something I've never done before, which was a, a nacho table. And I just I saw that ton of meat, ton of and I had the kids do everything. So we did all the prep prior to the tailgate, but they did the whole thing. Cause to me, it's about them in the video, right? I don't I don't care. I don't need to be in the video. I'll open it. I'll close it. Let them do all the cooking because then they forward it to all their friends and family. And, you know, and it's kind of cool that the kids are in the video. So uh, that one was pretty cool. But, you know, to pick a food, God, I mean, it's got to be a lot of something, you know, (laughs) right. Making a hundred smash burgers. You're there for hours. So, you know, Italian sausage, you know, hot dogs, um, you know, stuff like that is so easy. But it still takes a lot of time. It's not an easy deal, man. Yeah. Well, and like my family always tailgates the Maryland games, which I wish had a much better tailgate tradition. But you're right. Like we used to plan out the, you know, if you had, you'd start with like breakfast foods because Maryland always is bad. So you always had noon yeah. kickoffs. And then yeah. my brother has a friend named James. who Daryl, I swear to God, will make you the most delicious hamburger you've ever had. But he yeah. won't tell you what, what's in the recipe. And you right. have to send it an email the fucking week before to get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. You know, when you're trying to feed, I mean, the nacho table, I don't know, fed 50, 60 kids. You know, the, the sausages, we fed 120. Yeah. But Jesus. there's more than that there, right? There's family, there's parents. There's a, So I'm not there to really feed everybody because um, that's just not possible. So it's really hard. Um, I mean, the tailgates are fun. The problem is it gets to the point where what else can you cook? You know, breakfast would be great, but what am I making? Uh, you know, 50 burritos? I can. Right. It takes a lot of time. It just takes a long time. And I want to be there drinking and hanging with Having these guys. Fun, right? <laughs> it is also <laughs> awesome. Those kids in Alabama, like, oh. you've gotten to a level where, like, they seem nervous just, like, yeah. like <laughs> adding stuff and, like, all right, I'm in this video. <laughs> Dude, there was one kid. He was awesome. And, and we were waiting for the sausages to be done. So I'm like, okay, you got this can of marinara, man. We opened it. I go, don't put it up here. It's going to splatter all over your shirt. Get it. Look. And he's literally holding the thing shaking like this. I go, are you okay? And he goes, I've never been so nervous in my life. <laughs> uh, I would great. also mention, I think it's super cool when like, you're just hanging with like your college buddies, or I know you had a video like a month ago. It was like a, I don't know if it was a college reunion or high school reunion, but it's kind of cool. It's like 
It's all my like, college buddies. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like we know you and your family because you bring yeah. us you you film stuff everywhere. I, again, that's I, I don't to me that's the fun part of it, right? My, my I got some buddies that love being in videos, right? So they'll come over and they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Are you filming right now? Oh, I didn't know you were filming today. I'm like, bullshit. You knew, you know. <laughs> there they are, you know, ending up in the yard. Um, yeah, they love it. My, my family, I wish they loved it more. My kids just really don't want any part of it. Like, they're like, oh, really? I got to be in another video. They just don't like it. So I try to get them in more, um, but it's it's pulling teeth to get them to actually be in a video. Yeah. Well, remind them it also helps, right? Like when you're yeah. making the <clears throat> the little uh, after school snack for your yeah. daughter the other day, it's like, oh, yeah. well, that makes it more authentic because she's there right. eating it. Right. But then she's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> can I, <laughs> yeah, can I go effort. now? <laughs> can I go now? <laughs> All right. Was are you kidding me? Like, tell me that's just something you said. No, that became uh, this is great. Line. This is this is the best story ever. <laughs> so it's probably six, eight, ten videos in. My one buddy from high school who I still hang with calls me and he goes, Hey, you gotta find a tagline. You gotta find something. I go, Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I I agree with you, I do, but it's like every time you take a bite, something else comes out, right? Like, oh, right. that's great. Or oh my God, is that delicious? Or and it's like, okay, what's gonna stick? And I don't know, I probably should go back to my first 10 videos and figure out which one it was, but it was probably in the first 10 or 12 that I said, oh, are you kidding me? And he calls me and right when I posted it and he goes, that's it. You got to do that one. And I'm like, oh, I think you're right. So I went in, I got it all trademarked, you know, so I have, you know, patents on all that stuff. Um, and it's kind of cool. So now I can put it on merch and do all that stuff and not worry about getting sued. Um, but I do own the, the way it's spelled with an R and a U. Are you kidding me? I own it on all the merch. And, uh, he, he, again, it was just one that stuck, you know, just like pecans got damn good. You all got to have your, you know, everyone's got their, their different line they use or a lot of people do. And yeah, kind of stuck. Well, it's like the uh, I can't think of his name, but like the Cajun guy that's always slamming oh, yeah. butter around. Uh, money, on, money, it? dude. Yeah. yeah. Money. All yeah. right. So do you know those other guys? Yeah. I follow a oh, fireman yeah. out of North Carolina. Come oh, on. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a very <laughs> um, it's a it's a pretty cool industry. So I met Pecan uh, Chance, by the way, um, because he invited me to a golf outing. I don't know if you know this, but he runs the Phoenix Waste Management Open. Like I got he's that impression. Top guy. So. <laughs> He called me or he, te- he he sent me a DM. I didn't meet him. And he said, hey, I know you're in Arizona. I just saw your video. How about you and your son come to the waste management? I have a t- I have a tent is what he said. Like a VIP <laughs> tent. Well, I didn't know he ran it. Like he's the top guy. There's no one. No above kidding. Him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He runs the entire open. And so he um, I said, oh, we're golfing today. I'm not going to make it there. Thanks anyway. He was, all right, let me know when you're back in town. So then we went to his house, met him, his wife. They're they're unbelievable. They're so awesome. The whole family is. And we did a collaboration, a collab. That's what we call it, Ted. It's a collab. <laughs> I was so, going to say that, but I didn't know if we were using the term. <laughs> so we, we did a collab and we just hit it off. And he's been to my house. I've been to his house a few times. Every time I go to Arizona, we hook up for a beer or something, dinner, or, or, we, uh, or we do a video. Uh, he came to the tailgate just a couple a month ago when we were at ASU. He came and uh, got in a video with me. Um, he's just a great guy. He's in awesome no way guy. was I was a surprise when I saw you guys were together I, for yeah. some reason. And again, I don't know. This is before Matt even told me that his dad and he knew you. I was just like, 
That one makes sense. Those two dudes are friends. (laughs) Yeah, he's Chance is a great dude. But uh, what happens with a lot of these guys that you might follow. So uh, I've had an agent for three years. He has probably 15 or 20 of these cooks on TikTok all go through the same guy. So we've, you know, I've texted, I've talked to quite a few. I don't know if you guys follow, you know, Gork Boys Barbecue. He was on Next Level Chef last year. Him and I talk. Uh, I try to use their products. I got local guys here that are really big on Instagram, a lot bigger, a lot bigger than I am. And, um, you know, they come, everyone kind of has like, I have the salt and pepper shakers. Some people have their own sauces. They have their own spices. Well, they, they send it to you, right? They just flood it out. Cause why wouldn't you? And I yeah. use them. If I don't, if I don't have a spice, I mean, why would I use Lowry's seasoned salt or, or someone else's when I can use one of these guys and promote them? That's how I look at it. You know, it's kind of like yeah. helping the industry, right? Um, so the, these guys, you know, it's kind of a cool industry. You see them around at places, and uh, a couple times we've done collabs with with certain guys have come over, and uh, we've done things together. So it's it's kind of it's, it's kind of cool. All right, <clears throat> again, we're talking with uh, Daryl from Cooking with Daryl. All right, Daryl, you show up and it's I say, hey, next time you're in Seattle. I got a tailgate for you. What 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 beverage does Daryl want at a tailgate? Oh, that's a great one. So um, my beverage of choice, well, first, I love red wine, but I'm not doing that at a tailgate. Uh, and, and Matt would know that. I hang with his dad. So, you know, he's a big red wine guy. Um, Mitch? I, I'm a, I'm, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Next Look, thing you know, he might have cellar. a Come into my cellar. Ted's um, been in that cellar. Yeah, I've been there. I've been. There. I like it when he tells you, "Will you drink the cheap te- or cheap tequila for me, Ted?" And I'm like, "This stuff? Y- yeah, I'll help you. I'll help you out." <laughs> that swill, give me it. Yeah, um, right. I'm a, a, I'm a, I'm a kind of a vodka guy. So vodka, right. soda guy. But uh, I, I like beer, and if I drink beer, it's an IPA. All so right. at a All tailgate, right. at a tailgate, I'm drinking uh, IPAs. All right. Do your kids actually enjoy your cooking? <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. No, they do. They actually do. In fact, my daughter, so my kids have, you know, they both went away to college. Um, both cook on their own a lot. My That's daughter awesome. almost cooks every meal on her own. My son's a huge breakfast guy. He's sending, he sends me, you know, the food porn pictures of what he just made, you know, for breakfast. <laughs> um, but my daughter will literally come home and go, dad, I'm coming home for a week. We're not going out or, or like, I'll come out there to visit them. And, and they're like, we're not going out. Like, I want to. I want you to make pulled pork. I want you to make steaks. I want you to make skirt steak. I want you to make tacos. It's everything at home. So right. it's kind of cool. All right. Yeah. And then uh, we'll let you go here. But the last question I had for you is obviously now you're Daryl from Cooking with Daryl. You get sponsors. They send you a lot of cool gear. A few of our listeners are a little bit younger. We're talking mid twenties, maybe first time on their own. Like, do you recommend a crock pot, air fryer? Like, what, oh. what could they use to kind of get into cooking more? That's our uh, co-host he's talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, Cobb does not cook. Yeah. <laughs> I've cooked like three meals in my life, dude. <laughs> I got to I gotta tell Thank you, you Ted. <laughs> you know, there's um an air fryer, believe it or not. I mean, I don't know if they get a bad rap or not, but they're, they're pretty damn good. I mean, they really do work well. There's some there's some grills out there. You know, I, I did a deal with Ninja two years ago where they've got this all in one. It's a grill. It's an air fryer. It's a, you know, um, a dehydrator. You can there's like eight different functions on this thing. And it 
works well. Like I've done fillets in there and they turn out good. So if you're going to buy something and you're a college kid or you're younger and you got an apartment, some of those kind of a small appliances are pretty good. Yeah. You can't, you know, a lot of kids can't afford the pizza ovens I got in my yard. Um, I use them. Plural. Plural. Different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why, honestly, the pizza ovens are the most impressive thing you, that's why I was like, I don't even have that. Jesus, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, and, and you know, I cook in, in people, I get for that, right? Like, oh yeah, we all got a pizza oven. I go, okay, I can throw to my oven and it just becomes a normal pizza in an oven. But yeah. it's kind of cooler, right? And when you throw a steak in there and it's at 800 degrees and the flames cross, crossing over, it's pretty freaking cool. So to me, it's more about the content looking cool. Yeah, you can do it all in your oven. You could do it all. You know, air fryers are cool. I, I think between an air fryer and one of those all-in-one kind of tabletop countertop grills, you can get a lot, a lot of shit done. Yeah, I get a lot. I see those ads for those ninjas all the time, not just from yeah. you, but uh They're pretty cool. They are. And I'm old cool. enough that I thoroughly enjoy Aerial America and Air Disasters. <laughs> like they, they know who they're advertising to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Matt Cobb, you got anything to throw in there or questions? No, I mean, I thought that was awesome. Matt, you go ahead. Yeah, uh, I, I was just curious how like your past experience in the business world has this industry didn't exist when you were at those companies right. in those positions. So how did the the experience of working in the corporate world kind of transfer to this if it did at all? Great question, Matt. So, you know, I can sit there and make videos all day and have no sponsors. And, and that's what a lot of people want me to do. You know, oh, I'm a sellout. I'm the whatever. I mean, listen, I don't if, I'm not going to make three to four meals a day. People don't understand the time it takes to film, edit, post, go out and buy all the groceries. You, I got ring lights all over the house, right? Outside, inside, everywhere. Got one right here in my office. And the thing is, is people don't understand the time, one, away from my family. You know, I, I get my wife saying, uh, can we just have dinner? Do we have to film everything? Um, <laughs> so there is times like that, right? That it gets to be a burden. So the part of the business angle is with the partners and yep. working with them, negotiating, knowing what your worth is, knowing what's, you know, there, there's, there's people out there, believe it or not, that have no idea what this industry, uh, the rates are and what you can get and we'll take anything. And guess what? When you're working with a partner, they'll give you the lowest number ever. I, I mean, I've gone in where people have said, oh, you know, this one's going to be X amount. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I go, thank you. I'm always very nice. And I say, thank you for considering me, but my rate's much higher. And they'll go, well, what is it? And I'll tell them, they'll go, okay. And I'm like, how did it go up 20 times from what it was? You know, <laughs> but it's just how they, there's so many that will take it. They'll yeah. take the lower end. And what it really does, it kind of kills the industry if you think about it, right? Because, you know, a lot of people do this and, you know, they're good at it or they do it for a living and, and it's become a, a profitable business for them. And when there's a lot of people going in and actually taking lower lower amounts just to get something, kind of sets a different bar. That makes sense. I, yeah. I do have one question actually, which is yeah. you don't have to say if like if it's a possibility, but if is there like one 
company brand spice whatever that is like the dream collab like it, it could be a college it could be like being on a college game day anything like what's the dream collab or, or oh. not collab but like sponsor chicago cubs oh yeah oh you Cubs. by the way i did a deal with them at the very end of the year it was right before the playoffs when they didn't make it but it was right during their run and uh, they called me up. And what happened was they sent me a DM on TikTok, which I never look at. It, it, I always look at just Instagram DMs. TikTok is like the worst kind of way to communicate via DM. And they sent me one in March going, we want you at opening day, blah, blah, blah. I know you're a Cubs fan. And I got it in August. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. So I reach out to them and they immediately replied. We got to a game. It was awesome. Got on the field. And I said, I go, Let's do something. I mean, and they're they're yeah. already talking about spring training, something in, in Phoenix uh, at Sloan Park. Oh uh, yeah. So anyway, I'll, that would be my dream. Would be I'll, you know I'm a diehard Cubs fan, so uh, to do something with them as a sports team uh, would be very cool. I want to get you up on one of those rooftops, like center field at Wrigley. Oh, I've been there. Those oh, things are there. cool. One of my they friends works cool. at one. Yeah, awesome. they are cool. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll just say real quick, like growing up in DC, like. Baltimore was right up the road, but like we all grew up Cubs fans. Like I'm 42, I'll be up, about to be 43, so we all had WGN, and they, yeah, you know, like those. To me, what was the awesome years? Kind of was Sandberg, like Dawson, oh, yeah. Jody oh. Davis was my favorite player oh, growing yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> right? Dave Kingman, oh yeah, you had them all. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. So they're they're. I mean, I, I'm a big Bears fan too. They got some issues. They got to change some management and everything else. But um, the, the Cubs would be would be big for me. I, I would love that. Yeah. Come on, Cubbies, make it That's happen. That's right. Yeah. If you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daryl, yeah, GM's thank- a big listener. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. I mean. You obviously have a bigger following than the podcast does, but I don't know if you're ever in Seattle need to promote something or you're at a Husky game and want a good tailgate. I know a few. Hey, that may be a good possibility for next year. We might want to talk about that. Yeah, seriously. I mean, Alex. Matt knows. I mean, hey, I've been be a- to the tailgate. I wasn't even there. I just sent him and his dad and they went. Dude, I was there two weeks ago. It was awesome. That could be a collab. <laughs> well, oh my god did we just make magic <laughs> my nephew is a is gonna be a sophomore next year at old miss so if you find yourself at oxford <laughs> oh that'd be big too he'll be that'd easy be to too. find he's the right. 20 some redhead white kid at, <laughs> in the grove oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right thanks so much man, cool, man. Uh, we're gonna take a break real quick and then we'll hey matt thanks for reaching out buddy i appreciate it my pleasure this is awesome man thanks yeah, for coming cl- on Great f-ing work, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Welcome back. Uh, thanks to all our sponsors. Not as many sponsors as, you know, Daryl has. But <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hope people could hear it in my voice. That was that was just f-ing awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was sweet, dude. Yeah. His videos are just like they're mesmerizing. I watched like. 10 of them before that cast. Oh, I get pumped. Like, I wasn't even trying to prep for it, but I was just like, yeah, when your daughter was in there and you're making the little after school snack, I want to be like, also like the way you took some of the bread out, trying to stay a little healthy. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I click on his videos enough that he puts one out. It's top of my feed. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Random question before we get into emails. Well, number one, how many do I don't even know how many we have? (laughs) Well, I, uh, um, we have one, two, three, four. All right. Uh, 
you guys go to Vegas for the F1 race. All right. You're me. Would you, are you, let me just ask it. Do you guys care about going to nightclubs in Las Vegas? No. I, I I mean, I, I really like music, but a nightclub Vegas during formula one. Uh, that seems a little too crazy. I do like their little beach clubs, though, so I'd maybe do a pool party if I wanted to see a DJ. All right, yeah. Well, you can Any imagine time. the mayor and his kid are all fired up, so we had a... There's five of us on the trip. Two weeks ago, we had a Zoom meeting set up. Only uh, me and George, uh, the Black Republican, as people remember from here, uh, were on the Zoom meeting, and I was like, George, I was like, I, I think getting in a nightclub is going to be a bitch and kind of tough, and he, I was like, there's a lot of huge DJs playing. Like, everyone in the world is going to be in Vegas. He's like, I don't really care. So I'm like, cool. I'm booking us a reservation at the Hofbrau house in Vegas, like this and that. And then this morning, the mayor's like, here's the DJs that are playing. Like, we got to go. And I, and George was like, what about cost? And I just, I just blatantly, I was like getting ready. I was like, I'm just going to say it. I have zero interest in trying to go to a nightclub after we've just spent Saturday night at an F1 race. The race doesn't even start till 10 PM local time. It starts at 10 p.m. in Vegas. Yeah, dude. Friday night qualifying starts at like either 11:30 or midnight. Wait, so wh- when would you go to this nightclub? Like five? The race I, is what? Oh, probably two hours. It's supposed to be 90 minutes. If there's crashes, I would imagine those DJs would probably wait at those clubs because a bulk yeah. of that audience is going to be at the race. So, wow. I don't know. Like I said, I, years ago in Vegas, I went to Tau the night before a giant UFC thing. And it was, I've been to a lot of nightclubs. I, I don't know that I've ever been to one. There was just, it was a different level. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the place the guy got all offended because I wouldn't let him buy me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just, you know, and also I'm like, that's just not my scene. Like after the race, I'm going to be pumped. I'm like, let's like. There's a thousand bars. It's Vegas. We could sit at a bar till the goddamn sun comes up. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of options. There's gonna be so many people. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to even maneuver out there. It's gonna be chaos. We've a lot of fun. There's just gonna be a million options. Even just walking down the strip, there's so much stuff. Yeah. Like sometimes it's nice just letting something pull you in, you know. Yeah, and let's be honest. Like I, nightclub girls aren't my kind of girls. So, like I'm like I'll take my chances at a bar around yeah. twelve thirty one a.m. in Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> more of a sports bar with wings, girls kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you like racing too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Auburn, you say? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I know. I never got a chance to say Huskies when he said Northern Illinois. Wanted to be like, yeah, we hate those Southern Illinois sal- Salukis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Cobb, we can get into the emails. All right. Well, I got to click. This is the most salacious headline we've had in our inbox in a long time. The Ted Smith's family history revealed from, actually, I, I want to see if she put her name, uh, Carly Smith. Should, oh. I read it? Should I read it on the podcast? Uh, I mean, yeah. I have not, not pre-read it. All right. Um, It's a little bit long, but it looks juicy and good. Let me full screen this thing. To the greatest podcast west of Cape Cod Canal. West of Cape Cod Canal. West of Cape Cod Canal. That's very, very specific, Carly. You're right. We're west of Buzzards Bay. 
If you're reading this, the clickbait subject line worked. God, she's good. Uh, I'm a frequent <laughs> listener, but first time emailer and just had to jump in on the family history cop topic. Ted barely touched upon our grandfather's time in a POW camp during World War II, which made me wonder if he knows that the Cape Cod chapter of the Smith family has done pretty extensive genealogy and family history research on the topic. Our grandfather was a gunman for the U.S. Army Air Corps, which later became the Air Force. His All plane right. was shot down over Germany, and he was captured by Nazi soldiers and ultimately moved through several several camps to Stalag Luft IV and finally was moved to Wobland Camp right before the infamous Luft IV Death March. The camp was made up primarily of POWs who were forced to build a larger concentration camp, although this was not known as one of the death camps. The tactic here was starvation. Our grandfather, who was in our lives, uh, who in our lives was never known to be a uh, slight man, returned home after liberation weighing 98 pounds. This oh. could be why, as children, myself, Ted, and all of our cousins never saw that man turn down a meal. Uh, through this horrific time in our grandfather's life, our grandmother fought her own war at home. She would regularly mail letters to our grandfather and always received prompt responses from him full of, I miss you, my darling, love to you and baby, and enough X's and O's to make you blush. At one point, grandma stopped receiving responses and her letter began to be returned to sender with a big stamp across the front that just read, missing in action. Ted's father was born during this time when our grandmother had no idea if her husband was dead or alive. Miraculously, we have nearly every, every letter that grandma wrote to granddad. She saved them all. Uh, we also have all the returned letters, many of which are still sealed. Granddad eventually made his way home to grandma where they raised four sons and eventually loved uh, all us Smith cousins in their tiny row house in D.C. Granddad was not Correct. an easy man, but he loved his family fiercely. I like to think that growing up and hearing the stories uh, gave us Smith cousins some amazing things that we all have in common. Unconditional love and loyalty towards each other, the love of a good meal, especially when shared with people we love, and our ability to sit around a kitchen table or a sporting event trading stories for hours and hours. Our own favorite brand of entertainment with each other. I'm so glad that Ted brought this up on the cast. Writing the narrative of what our grandparents went through at this time uh, has been a goal for a while. I think it's time to revive that goal so all the cousins and next generation gets to have the same pride and appreciation that we have. Couldn't help but notice that you're coming up on 400 episodes this year. The podcast, live from Smith Family Beer Garden, sure has a nice ring to it. Hope everyone is doing well. Love you, Ted. Talk soon. Oh, That's wow. awesome. She included some um, photos of the camp, actually. Whoa. Carl And Carly, I got to be honest with you. I did not realize the uh, Cape Cod Smiths were doing all that over the years. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. really cool. That is. Well, you yeah. know, that ties in well with talking to Daryl about his family and how he got started. Like, Carly, thanks for sending in that email. Seriously. Also, Carly, I appreciate that when I was trying to, to argue with Ted last time, I was like, there were labor camps in addition to the death camps where they were just like working on stuff. <laughs> right. I was I like, they're all that came through. Yeah. yeah. You, Cobb, you were right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I took from that, it feels, too. It feels Cobb's, good. Cobb's right. <laughs> yeah. I just like, forget I just, about the family history, World War II decorated veteran, whatever. The point <laughs> is, I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me, I'm a little, uh, I don't know what the term to use. I, the term I would use is gun shy on calling any of them labor camps because above all the camps, I forget what it's how it's said in German, but it literally says like work will set you free. And most of them were never going to go free. Oh, yeah. Plus, I think it's OK that I'm a little sensitive talking about those camps. I went to Dachau. 
which is like, you know, where the SS trained and everything. Just awful, awful stuff. But man, that Carly, that's that's awesome. You sent that in. I did not know all that. And I've got to get up there to the beer garden. Dude, what I loved about this question is the number of not for air emails we got of people just revealing to me their family secrets like arbitrarily was great. (laughs) Um, uh, One of these ones, um, uh, most of it's not for air, but he was he said uh, um, he had asked a question about meltdown the week before and he was just curious why we didn't didn't answer um he said uh did meltdown happen this year i've never been but i've lived vicariously through the greatest podcast in all the land all the land all the land for years now sounded like last year's relocation was a little rough but you guys didn't say a thing this year so i was curious uh it didn't happen this year yeah they uh the guy who started it is a friend of ours and when they moved to the new location you know there were a lot of complaints and stuff and i think he just and matt talks to him more than we do but i think he it just kind of was like a a willpower thing he's just like you know this event is a ton of work all i'm getting is like negative feedback so maybe i won't do it matt is there any inside scoop other than that uh he just had a kid and yeah it was pretty rocky with the new location and so took a took an extra took a year off to kind of recalibrate and figure out the next step and you know we're waiting to hear what that winds up being but yeah it was uh it was not on this past summer do you know if it's coming back i do not greetings things you found out about your family apparently my great grandmother's brothers were booze runners with the most notable client being the mcminiman family but they oh. ran booze from Canada. Go ahead. No, I'm just like, like, yeah. like the, the places I love. Yeah, that's tight, dude. Like the McMenamins, <laughs> they're like, we get it done. Like prohibition or no, we're getting right. it done. We bring in illegal booze and we'll take over your old school. Yeah, but they, <laughs> they ran booze from Canada all the way down to Long Beach. Um, you know what's crazy about that? At least the stuff coming in from Canada. Um, I've learned a decent amount about it. And uh, in Seattle, um, the police, the chief of police would raid uh, bars, known speakeasies, um, and bust them up unless they were buying booze from the right distributor. And that distributor was his brother, famed bootlegger. And so his brother was, they were dipping out of both sides. They're speaking out of both sides of their mouth. Like, uh, so his brother's bringing that's booze Capone, in. From- that's what Capone did in Chicago, too. You either bought booze from him or the cops would shut you down. <laughs> Yeah. And this guy was like, I mean, it was literally his brother who was the chief of police. So yeah, he would bring it in through the, um, uh, through the Puget Sound. There's a bunch of islands and small dark coves and they would just bring it in by boat, unload it into a truck and then go distribute it in the city at night. Pretty cool. So, um, why would you, or would you not date yourself? I'm super independent and just do things. Well, uh, and just do things. Well, that makes me low maintenance. It also means my time is limited. So my patience with BS is limited. LARP on Scott. <laughs> I feel you, Scott. <laughs> I know. I mean, look, that's the toughest thing I think for all three of us on here, right? I mean, that's that's the thing I sh- still, I think I brought it up, still struggle with the most. I mean, I remember talking to one a counselor years ago, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't know, he's like, it doesn't matter. He's like, you're just you like being alone sometimes." I was like, "Yeah, how I did it this Sunday." Right. Like went over to my buddy's house Friday to watch DeMatha beat St. John's at overtime. Had a nice little uh, low country boil. By the way, I was pumped. The boys, some, I don't, we we're supposed to be on ESPNU. We got bumped up on a Friday evening to the ESPN2 to the deuce. Uh, and then Saturday, we just kind of hung out, grilled some more food, ate some leftover crabs, watched the Husky game, and then 
Yeah, Sunday morning I got up. I'll, he was like, "You stay, stay for the game." I was like, "No, I, I gotta, I gotta just get home and sit on my couch and recharge." <laughs> yeah, and uh, your bro was just like, "Word, see you next yeah. time." It's just no questions asked. I did feel a little bad as I was. I woke up in his bed. <laughs> he was asleep on his couch, and he's and I start like moving around the kitchen. He's like, "I didn't know you were still here." He goes, "I laid on the couch last night, and you said, all right, man, I'll get my car Monday. I'm gonna call an Uber. I just need to grab my bags that were in his room.'" And I go, "Yep, I must have laid down for a minute." <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was like, that was all she wrote. <laughs> EDM bangers. Hola, amigos. 2018, I was seeing a girl uh, who took me to Paradiso. That was nice. the cold year uh, high of like 82, lows of 55. Homie packed all wrong. What was worse was my patron. Uh, what was worse was my patron. She was terrible. She only wanted to listen to the most benign trance. And if they dipped into the turn of the millennium for a transition, she was clueless and not having it. She at one point asked, what is this? Sweetie, it's Sandstorm. At the exact moment, I knew it was over. She did let me go watch Dead Mouse uh, and watch Grammatic, though. Larp on, fellas. Scott, the friendly IT guy. <laughs> I haven't seen Dead Mouse. We've seen Grammatic. And everyone, I mean, Sandstorm? Come on. Right, it's arguably like one of the most famous EDM songs of all time. I will say, I I know I'm alone on this one, but if I've heard horror stories of Paradiso when they had it, I would have taken the quote unquote cold year. Yeah, Scott, I feel like this girl was either way too young for you or way too old for you. If she doesn't know Sandstorm, I mean well, that's a just, huge range. She probably just didn't care that much. She was just like, oh, let's go see this. Da 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 da. <laughs> like bitch have you been to a sporting event <laughs> yeah seriously oh <laughs> uh, wow i talk i talk real tough yeah i got you when it's not my girl or uh <laughs> yeah exactly she's already out of the situation dude it's like the way we like to spit advice on this podcast like we'll never take any of our own advice but like oh you got kids let me tell you how to run that ship <laughs> oh yeah, dating always, problems no problem i'm your guy <laughs> i just like whenever i open a comment off like that like bitch are you fucking serious it's like i have never opened a sen- sentence to a woman with bitch <laughs> dude so actually i gotta tell you a quick story so this week i'm back in seattle and um uh one of the guys i work with listens to the podcast and um another friend of mine um is like talking about his dating. He went on a trip with this girl and I'm like, oh, you should do whatever, whatever. And he's like, you're giving advice now? I was like, damn, dude, shut up. I I write your paycheck, my guy. (laughs) It was hella funny, man. Just made me, I just, I feel like when we come on this, my as soon as we're done, my mind just goes blank and I remember nothing we said, but I know it's a lot of bad advice and misinformation. (laughs) Yeah, Ted's, Ted's heartily laughing. Nice. (laughs) Like, that was a real laugh, dude. It's like, just like, duck your head. It's like, he's right. (laughs) When you fire off something bad the next week, you'll be like, well, I mean, we were all saying it. That's just like, I'm like, was that even me? I don't even know, dude. I don't even remember saying it. I don't remember none of that, boys. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, let's check in with what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Before we get to what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Check out what's back. Hey, what's good? What's happening? 
before we get to what's happening, hey, what's good? What's man? Check out what's happening. Oh man! (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this weekend, Friday night. Yeah, that was the night we went to the movies. Uh, We got a T-Mobile Tuesday uh, notification that we could go see uh, what the hell was it called? The the killer killers of the flower moon the new one with scorsese that scorsese directed with de niro and and leo uh but it was five dollars so the fact i didn't think the movie was like fantastic or whatever like i get their good acting performances but it was just kind of a lot of like dialogue and you know it wasn't like action it wasn't hilarious like i don't care i want Really funny or Fast and the Furious? Those are my movie preferences, and I'm okay with that. This was right. neither. It's a little serious, right? And uh, I followed it better than I thought. I only fell asleep for like 10 minutes in the recliner chair, so that was pretty good. One bathroom break, but it was three and a half hours of you know, decent entertainment, I guess, for $5. That's pretty good, right? Dude, those, and- I told you when we watched Cocaine Bear, that was the first time I've been to the theaters in forever. But those chairs are so comfortable. Those like the reclining ones, like uh, it's hard not to doze off. Right. That's what I was thinking for five dollars. Like, let me go lay in one of those chairs for three and a half hours. That's a great done deal. And then (laughs) went to the same theater. I forget the last one we saw there, but I remember coming on the cast and being like, dude, they have personal pan pizzas from Pizza Hut at the theater. (laughs) (laughs) Huge. Yeah. Got one of those. Got the popcorn, got the drink. I mean, like the concessions was still $40 or whatever, but the tickets themselves, $5 each. Real, real nice date night movie. I would give it two stars out of five or something like, but I'm not a movie critic. It'll probably win Academy Awards. People are saying I'm like, for real. Did you say this? Did it have an intermission? No. All right. Because I've seen a three hour movie back in the day. Uh, what am I? Me and my brother go to see. Oh, we went and saw Gettysburg in the theater, and I remember they there was an intermission. Like, all right, it's been ninety minutes. Like, <laughs> go pee and stretch out. Wow. Yeah, they that would have been nice. That would have been a nice touch. Um, but no, no intermission. So yeah, it was you know it was fine. Um, but yeah, like I said, I was like, I know they got personal pan pizzas there, and they got those nice recliners. We're in the the big XD theater with the giant screen, so it looks cool. And yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, and then Sunday, I made wings for the Seahawks game, uh, knowing that Daryl was coming on. I just wanted to, you know, really nail him this time. I've been making them yeah. every week, kind of getting into the groove with our oven here, and it's not electric like most ovens i've used is gas powered so it's a it's a little bit of a feeling out process but they came out awesome so i i felt you know i didn't have a lot of imposter syndrome seeing daryl there you know i was like i'm the wing king dude that's something uh i forgot i I, for it i was talking about hurting on sunday i forgot i text you like hurting boys i'm just gonna order a pizza at home yeah yeah (laughs) um saturday i golfed that was fun um you know it was cart path only and all the 
clubs, like the country clubs down here are closed to get ready for the season. So it was a public course, which are generally a little bit slower because they cram their tee times too close together. And then it was cart path only. So it was real slow out there. Um, We didn't actually finish 18 holes, but the last couple, the sunset was beautiful. So it was a, it was a fun Saturday. And then that was the night. I think I was watching the foods that made America, which I've heard Ted talk about on this cast for multiple times. Great show. Foods that built. Yeah. Food that built America. Really, really cool show. So I was watching it, learning about Milton Hershey and uh the the mars guys and then it was milton hershey's number two in command didn't when milton hershey stepped down he didn't get the job he like gave it to someone else and so his number two and then the original mars guy's son was also mars and so then they're both their names were m and that's where m and m's came from which was like that just blew my mind so yeah, food, wild. foods that built America, foods that made America, whatever it's called, like awesome show. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting started with it though, so yeah, I'll, I'll get caught oh. up on that some more. There's booze that built America. Now there's t- the the new series is the toys that built America. I mean, that is this this time of year it's a little tougher. There's football on, but that is my go to Sunday viewing. Yeah, no, that was after the Husky game. That's right. Yeah, it was Saturday. Oh, okay. The Husky game was a little closer than it needed to be, Jesus. but. It was exciting. <laughs> it it was. They, they barely got by. It, you know what? Either way, Seahawks won. Huskies won. That's one of those weekends. Just like, uh, take those W's and move on. We'll take them. Ready for the next week. Yep. All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right, boys. Oh, what I mean, what is it gonna be this week? <laughs> what's, what's your greatest regret? <laughs> Which one got away? No, I'm just kidding. Um so we have <laughs> why didn't your dad love you? <laughs> Email us at let us know honestly i just loved the number of like please do not read this on air emails they were pretty juicy i tried to respond to people i did not get anywhere close to getting to all of them but thank you they were all read i will say that i learned that from cooking with daryl i do respect people feel comfortable enough to be like do not read this but i gotta tell you yeah, but here's some crazy ass. Well, when I see I mean, you, yeah. when I see you in like a week and a half, you got to read me some. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, um, all right. So, um, you know, I feel like generally I eat a lot of candy. I feel like generally speaking, I stick mostly to the classics, candies that are household names, Snickers, Reese's peanut butter cups, things that you've seen and heard of. Unfortunately, the woman I'm dating goes for the most obscure candy choices. When you see those candies on the shelf and you're like, who the hell eats whatchamacallits? I'm dating her when you're like, who is still eating? Like, you know, I don't even know. Like the, the exotic crossover ones are like big hunks and like just the weird, I don't know, almond joys, whatever. Anyway, she eats all of them. Um, she doesn't eat that much candy, but she does eat the bizarre candies. So I feel like all those candies taste awful. I've got some people in my corner. She's got some people in her corner. My question for you boys, this cop topic, we're going to keep it light. What's the worst candy to ever exist? Feel free to email us, literally the word email at thepodcast.com with two E's. I will read it. Maybe I'll read it on air. 
We'll see. What's the worst candy to ever exist? And why have you got the time? Subways. I'm ready. <laughs> now no, later. Go. go. I've been <laughs> waiting. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Yeah. Let's go. Now and later, dude. dude. Those things, they all all they do, they just get stuck in your teeth. They're gross. We had them at our Ted, did he pause for you? No, I'm good. No. Right, uh, we had them in the the little league like snack shacks, and they'd give them to us after the game. And I was like, "These are the wackest candy that you're giving <laughs> us for free after our baseball game." And they get stuck in your teeth. They're just terrible. I don't like the texture. The flavor is like decent, but like, give me a Jolly Rancher or something. Like, there's a lot of fruity candies that are far superior to now and later's, and they're like the worst texture. Uh, and they're, they were always, cause it was baseball. So it was like hot. They were just like a bitch to open. I remember they it were. was like, dude, we got apple slices. Open. Be grateful for your Manhattan beach life. Yeah. Yeah. I, dude, <laughs> I didn't know a, how good I had it back then. <laughs> there's the, there's the snack stand when I played, uh, college park, uh, little league. Like that was, that was a big deal, especially after a Saturday game or Friday night game, go over to the stand, get yourself some candy. Yeah, yeah, no, they they charge me for fun dips, but they're like, have a few now and later. You just played center field, like fun get dip out of here, was dude. fun dip mm. to me when you're mm. in little league. I mean, mm. fun dip was just the best, and it was like I had Nira, didn't it? If if every candy was fifty cents when I was growing up, the fun dip was like a dollar. So like you yep. didn't get it as much, but you were just you were just stunting oh. on other kids with you had that fun dip, dude. Yeah. Even the little dipping stick tasted good. I love yeah. that candy too. Yeah. yeah, Fun Dip has a simple philosophy. We've made a we've made two sticks out of sugar, and here's colored sugar. <laughs> Dip it in. Yeah. yeah. And it worked, man. Like, you know that marketing executive was like, I got the ultimate. Like, we don't even need to make it into candy. Just colored sugar. Yeah. Kids are dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's like, trust me. Like, that'll never work. It's too dumb. It's like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure Fun Dip motivated me and my friends to wash the neighbor's cars and sell lemonade so we could take our money down to the snack stand when we weren't playing baseball and ride our bikes there to get Fun Dips. Because our parents were like, no, have one of the regular priced ones. And Little League was like, yep. here, have some now and laters. And it's like, I want these fucking Fun Dips. I want Big League Chew in the dugout. Fun dips after the game, you bastards. So I mean, Matt, you're right. Yeah, I I I used to enjoy it now later, but you're exactly right. You gotta have big league chew during the game and then post game. Let's get some fun dips rolling. Absolutely. I used to nope. coach baseball with a guy, I'll leave his name out of it, but he's a legend where I grew up, right? I he coached me when I was a kid. He coached my brother, and then I ended up coaching with him. But this guy, fun dip for him was a was a cocktail after the games. So, I mean, I remember being like 17, keeping score for like my brother's team or something. He'd be like, Teddy, Teddy. All right, listen. Here's like, you know, 10 bucks or whatever. You go over to the snack stand. You get a bag of ice. Here's my keys. When you open my trunk, there's going to be a cooler in the back. Ice down those beers. Get a couple of empty cups to go in case somebody wants a Jack and Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. This is the same guy we were coaching against Gonzaga, this awful field, kind of in the hood of D.C. And, like, we're not done the game yet. And he looks over at me and the other coach, and he's like, all right, I'll be back. And I'm like, Pat, where is he going? Like, he's coaching like third base or whatever. Like, we need him. And he's like, don't worry. He's on it. So the game ends. I can't even remember if we won or lost. We're coaching JV baseball, so it doesn't really matter. You're just, just trying to teach him the system. 
Uh, and then after the game, there he is standing by his trunk. It's popped open. And he had gone. He's an old school Italian guy. He'd gone around the corner to the specific deli to get these subs. And he's already got like beers cracked in his trunk and just like, let's tailgate. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Ted, see him tailgating a, a JV baseball game. Now, like your male role models and your life path are starting to make a lot more sense to me. <sighs> uh, worst candy. I, look, in a pinch, if I'm like drunk or really stoned, I'll, I don't like coconut, but I'd, I'd fight through it to eat a Mounds or an Almond Joy. What I won't eat is a damn Whopper. Those things suck. Oh, yeah. The malted kind of ball. Yeah. They are yeah, bizarre. And, like, as a kid, it took me to like 15 yeah. to realize I didn't like them. You're like, well, it's a chocolate ball. It's got to be good. And then I was always like, why did I eat these? Yeah, that's, that's for me. It's Red Hots. I don't Ooh. like those things. See, There's some fans out there. I like a Mike and Ike, but I never mess with the Red Hots. Oh, I love Mike and Ike. That's probably my top candy. Are you talking dude. about hot tamales, Ted? Because I think of Red Hots as those like hard red candies. Oh, oh, you know what, Matt? I don't call. know which one I was thinking of, but yeah, both of those. Yeah, I don't. I don't like either. But yeah, I, to me, there's hot tamales, which I don't like, and then those red hots. I'm like, what do I need spicy candy for, dude? Like, get out of here. Yeah, and there was like, I remember at the pool too. Like, you'd get like, you know, you'd be at the pool all day, and everybody liked fireballs. I was always team uh, lemonhead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, lemonheads <laughs> are better than fireballs for sure. <laughs> Uh, all right. We're going to be gone next week because, frankly, we tape on Tuesday and it's Halloween and people got stuff to do, myself included. Uh, other than that, hey, man, this is a big party weekend for a lot of people. Cobb, I know Austin will be going crazy. I mean, Matt, I'd imagine there's going to be parties and stuff down there, too. I mean, it's it's the Saturday before Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. 420 Bank has two. Oh, Nice. So I think I'd given this advice before. Uh, go out there, have fun, be safe. Always use a DD, and uh, you know, let's not fall in love with the slutty nurse. Okay, like she's not going to have that blonde wig on tomorrow when she wakes up. Buddy. <laughs> oh, Ted. <laughs> I'm just saying, I have fallen victim at a Halloween party before. I'm like, oh, I knew better. <laughs> I was a slutty nurse one year, Ted. I, that was that's the mistake I'm talking about. I didn't realize it was a dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun night. <laughs> All right. For CTP, for Cobb, the Ted Smith, this is the podcast. Cheers.